0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about the basics of setting up your property company and why done is better than perfect. But before we get into all that, I want to run through a few things I've done in the last week. So I'm going to start giving these little updates, so hopefully it'll give you a little bit of an idea of what I'm getting up to on a weekly basis. Sometimes they'll be property related and sometimes they'll be non-property related. Sometimes they'll just be cool little things that I found, or sometimes there will be little key nuggets of information that I found to be really useful. So this week I took part in my third or fourth, I think it might have been my fourth, park run. Now, park runs are free events that happen in most parks in cities. Uh, in parks in most cities across the country, they're they're free events. They they and they are five-kilometer runs. Now, basically, what all you do is you go online and sign up. And by signing up, they they will send you a little barcode. Now, you print this little barcode out at home and cut it out and take it with you. And when you finish the race, you scan your barcode to the little card that they give you when you finish your race, which links your time to your ID. And then a couple of hours after you finish the run, they send you the, times, the time that you took to run the five kilometres. So I found that really useful. Uh, the one that I do, which is local to where I live now, is um, the Cheltenham Park Run there's there was over 500 people running uh, last weekend on on Saturday when I did that and it is just a really good environment a really positive fun environment so if you if you want to get a bit of movement into your life and you're not sure how to do it and you think oh you don't really want to run by yourself or it's not for you um, go and give this a try find one there's bound to be one in a, a park near where you live and give it a go. So it's really friendly. It's super, super friendly. Anybody can take part, and it's for people of all abilities. So some people walk the whole five kilometres. Some people absolutely sprint it. Who are much faster than me, and I admire those folks. And and like some people like me, just do a gentle jog around the park. So I go with a couple of friends now and and do that. And it's quite a nice social gathering. They're really friendly people, and they've got marshals around the course, around the route. Um, cheering you on and, and giving you encouragement as you go along. And then, like I say, they, they email you your times at the end. And then the idea, obviously, is over time, hopefully you improve, improve your times if, if that's what you're after. So that's what I've been trying to do is slowly improve my times. And what I want to do is build up from a 5k run to a 10k run in, in over the next four or five months. So that's a, a really good way of doing that for me. And like I say, it's a really fun, friendly way of getting out out of the house and getting some exercise into your life without going to the gym. So give it a try and see what you think. The second thing I wanted to talk about quickly was the, um, I do a lot of cooking at home. I really enjoy cooking. Anybody who knows me, um, I enjoy cooking. I've probably got over a hundred cookbooks at home. I'm a, a bit of a cookbook collector. Um, and I, so I really love cooking. Um, I really try and do, cook healthy meals because I like, I like trying to take care of my health like that as well. So try and keep a nice healthy diet where I can. Sometimes I don't, but I like to stick to it where, where I can. Um, but I found this company and it's called the Spiceray. Um, and they've got some great cookbooks and some great, great spice kits. I'm not sponsored by them or anything. It's just a, a little company that I found. I think they're based out of Bristol. Um, but they're they're really good. So I've bought uh, a couple of their spice kits previously and I've given them away as presents a couple of times as well because they do like a a weekly or monthly spice delivery to your house where they send you the spices for a particular meal and you get that and all you have to do is buy the other ingredients and then they give you the recipe and you you follow that and cook it through and it cooks a delicious meal. So I bought a curry book with a set of four spices and these four spices can be used to make um, all all the curries in, in the recipe book. And there's, I think there's over 80, 80 recipes there in the cookbook. And they're really, really good. So um I cook cook that for quite a few people if they come over. My parents always get a curry when they come over to visit because they like that. It's nice and easy, quick to do. It take, usually takes about an hour to cook a really good curry, um, including the rice and mango chutney or something. If you're cooking that from scratch as well, it can all be done within the hour usually. So that's really good and a really tasty meal. So I really enjoy that. And um, like I say, I try tend to cook that, cook one of those curries out of that book once a week or sometimes more often than that, just because it's nice and easy and straightforward and I can do that whilst doing other stuff as well. So give it a go, see what you think and um, let me know. So getting on to the main subject of the day, the um, setting up your property business. So there are a few things. I'm only going to go through the basics here today. Um, and we'll do a couple of other episodes on delving into some of these things in a little bit more detail so the first thing you need to do is pick a name for your company so it's got to be a name that people will instantly recognize hopefully and associate with what you're doing so you you want to be able to look so if it's a property company you're setting up you want a company that's and logically when people look at it for the first time, look at the name on a piece of paper, or somebody says the name to them, they're gonna think, oh, that's a a property company. Now that could be specifically to the property strategy that you're doing, or just general property, but you need to be kind of linking the name to what you're doing. And that goes for outside of property, if you're setting up um, a fitness company, or a consulting company, or or any other company, it needs to, your name needs to identify with the service that you're providing. so there are a few things to take into account when you're picking a name. First thing is to uh, kind of come up with a few ideas and then just Google those names because if there are already popular brands or even smaller brands in your area with the same or similar kind of name, then you could be difficult. It could be difficult for you to set that up as a brand and kind of run with that going forward. So you kind of want it to be fairly unique. Now it's not always possible to be completely unique, but it, it, it should be quite unique. Like I say, you don't want to be completely the same as somebody else or try and keep it as different as possible. The next thing you want to do is register your company. So you can go onto the company's house website and it's fairly straightforward. I think the whole, you have to fill in a few forms and I think it took me about 15 to 20 minutes um, once I actually sat down to do it. I did a little bit of research beforehand about what you need to to uh, complete the documents. So it's always best to go, go on and have a look and there's a whole page there Uh, telling you the information that you need so you'll need things like the name of the company where your company is going to be registered so whether that's your home address or your accountant's address that kind of thing you need to have that available but like I say it's pretty straightforward fill in that details and then they'll send you a little email confirmation and then uh, at some point in the future I think mine took about a week and a half to turn up something like that you'll get the official paperwork through in the post so I'll go into that in a bit more detail in a future episode, and I'll actually do a step by step run through of the the uh, information you need to put in on the website i'll do maybe I'll do a little video as well as I go through that and uh, show people how to do that and we'll go through the different types of company as well so if because if you're doing depending on what type of business setup uh, you're setting up you'll need to have a different kind of business so always do a little bit of research before you do that. So you've got a good idea. If you're struggling to work it out, like I say, the company's house website has some really good uh, information on there. If not, talk to somebody, you know, if they've, if you know somebody who's set up their business, their own business already, have a word with them, see what they think. They can usually give you a bit of advice. And if not, your accountant or somebody like that should be able to give you a little bit of a hand, uh, a little bit of idea of what type of company you need. The next thing to think of uh, or to do, in fact, is to get a website. Uh, Now, depending on what type of business, again, depends on what type of website you need, but it doesn't need to be an overly complex website no matter what you're doing. It needs to be nice and straightforward. People need to be able to access it easily. It needs to lay out what services you provide and the costs um, potentially for those services as well. Um, Your contact details obviously need to be on there how people can interact with your company. So whether you want people to email you or phone you or whether people can interact with you on social media, that kind of thing. The website is the kind of showcase for your business. So make it as smart as possible. Get it, get it going. Um, Again, get some friends to give you some feedback on it. Once, once you've got it up and running and then once you've had some customers use it, get them to give you some feedback as well. That's always really useful um, and, and there's no reason why you can't tweak that website as you go along. So when you first start, you might have one design. And then as you progress and ch- change and grow your services, your website should grow and change with your business as well. So it's important to keep that all up to date. So those are the three things that I think are really key to, uh, to remember when you're setting up the business. Um, like I said that's just the pure basics and we'll go into some more of the um, more advanced stuff in another episode and we'll go into some of those like um, I'll do a specific episode around designing a website for property and for other businesses as well I'll just give you some ideas that I've picked up along the way talking to different folks that, that have websites and also uh, I'll do an episode on how to register your company and do a step-by-step th- walkthrough on that process as well so that should be nice and easy so that's so the three things there was pick pick your name, register your, your company, and then design a website and publish the website. So the second thing I wanted to talk to you about today is why done is better than perfect. So I used to be accused of being a bit of a perfectionist, which in reality just meant I was slow at doing things. So when I was doing things, I'd do them, I'd, I'd want to dot all the I's and cross all the T's before I kind of let the project go or, or, or pushed it out into the world or whatever. Um, so that just led to me being really slow at, at delivering things or really nervous about launching new things, talking to people about new ideas, because I always wanted to have in my head the perfect answer for people. So I wouldn't want to suggest something to anybody if I couldn't give them 100% of what they needed, which meant that I just wasn't talking to people about ideas that I had, I wasn't um, getting work done as quick as I might do. And you know, sometimes people just don't need 100%, uh, a hundred percent, a gold plated solution. So to speak, they just need the bronze plated solution. So it's, it's important to learn to, to sometimes just get things out and there's nothing wrong with being a perfectionist. It's just that it slows you down a bit. So get on with stuff and get, get it delivered and then work to improve it afterwards. So uh, there's a quote I've got from Cheryl Sandberg, and she says, "A done something is better than a perfect nothing," which I think, which I think illustrates the point really good. I think it's really nice to say, you know, something that gets done is a million times better than something that's perfect but never gets delivered. And and she also goes on to say, after that, aiming aiming for perfection causes frustration at best. And paralyzes at worst. So, you know, at best, it's going to frustrate you because you're always slow getting things done. People are working faster than you. You can see others making progress faster. Now you might have a much better product at the end of it, but you've maybe missed the opportunity. Um, one of the things Eric Thomas says is you need to take, uh, take advantage of the opportunity in the lifetime of the opportunity, which I think is a really important thing to remember as you're going through. So, don't delay things because you're just trying to get it completely perfect. A good example of this is this podcast. So one of the things I was keen on doing was getting this podcast launched as quick as I possibly could so that I could start getting information out there to people and just and get into the habit of delivering the podcast on a weekly basis. Now, it needed a whole set of things to go along with this podcast. So they needed a website. It needed to be put out onto iTunes and and, uh, Stitcher and those other podcast platforms. So there's a whole host of number of things to go around that. It needs social media advertising to go around it. It needed the regular blog posts and things like that. So I've not, even now, I've still not got all of those things nailed. But what I have got is the podcast going out there. So when it launched, it might not have necessarily launched to a wider audience as it would have done in six months time if I'd have waited to get all those things perfect, but it would have been six months later arriving. So there's a quote from a chap called Raid Hoffman that I use, and he says, if you are not embarrassed by the first version of your product, you've launched it too late. So what he's getting at there, I think, the way I the way I interpret that is, if you've not got mistakes in your first version you've left it too late to launch and you might have missed your opportunity. So although the pod, podcast audiences were always going to be there and, and that, you know, if I'd have launched six months later, I, I, like I said, I probably would have had a wider audience to start with, but it wouldn't have been out there in the world. It wouldn't have been a- able to help people or hopefully help people. It wouldn't have been getting my message out there sooner. So the key thing for me was getting it out there, getting it smashed and then, Delivering those other little bits as I go along. So the key thing is for me is to just keep improving. So over the next few weeks and months, you should see my social media ramp up. You should start seeing more regular blog posts. And each of those things I'll add in individually and get into the habit of delivering that and then building on the next thing and then building on the next thing and then adding on the next thing and then going back and improving the first thing, improving the website, improving the emails that I send out, improving the blog posts, and then constantly tweaking to improve it and reach the most amount of people possible and providing the most help to people I possibly can. So that's uh, the what, why I think done is better than perfect, and why I always try to now get things out there as quick as possible and then tweak them as I go along. It gives me that opportunity for continuous improvement, which I think is uh, important no matter what business or even in your own life. That's kind of the whole premise behind personal development, attending conferences, you know, tweaking things in your own life, like um, the fitness that I'm trying to improve my own fitness that I'm trying to improve through my park runs and the deck of card workouts, other things I'm doing. I'm adding each of those things in slowly, but surely to make sure that I can do it in a sustainable way. So it's not just a a one-off thing. If you think about it in terms of new year's resolution, we're still quite close to the beginning of the year but lots of people set New Year's resolutions, and at least half the people I know have already given up on their New Year's resolution because they're kind of not approaching it, approaching it in a sustainable fashion. So by doing something, getting it out there, and then improving it, improving on it slowly but surely, you're you're going to get the growth you need. You're going to get the results over time. It may take you slightly longer to get there because you're starting from a Weak is not the right word, but you're starting from a slightly weaker position, but you're going to grow naturally and grow in a more sustainable way. So that's all I wanted to talk about today. So the key points just to cover off in summary, uh, when you're setting up your business, think about picking a name, make sure it's a unique name, make sure that it's easily identifi- and, bleh, identifiable. Getting my words uh, all over the place there. So make sure you've picked your name. Register as a company on Companies House and design your website. So, like I say, a couple of episodes coming on those in the future to go into the more of a deep dive. And then also in summary for the next part was why done is better than perfect. Get things out there. Don't worry about being a perfectionist. Get get your uh, your product or service out there, and then work to improve it over time. Make sure you're aiming for continuous improvement and not just getting something out there and it's done because you're going to be stuck in the water if you do that Um, don't worry about being embarrassed by the first versions of your product or service just get it out there and improve it now stop listening to me go set up your company and get stuff done see you next week